Welcome everyone to Heroes of Gaming, the podcast channel that talks of the people who make the games we love. Thanks to tuning in to part two of our two-part series with legendary sound designer from PlayStation Studios, Bo Jimenez. Yeah, so for, for Last of Us Part Two, every family um, from the first game and then the new family, which is the, the Shamblers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess special shout out to the Rat, the rat King, the one-off boss, big boy. Right. Um, those were all brand new recordings, brand new source from, from new actors, mostly because we wanted uh, new voices, but also because... We needed source for this new system, the system that we developed. It's very, very similar to the breathing system. It's just the, you know, the, the idea that every infected has a loop constantly that's breathing, that's dependent on the game data. Like, are you in combat? Are you in ambient states? Are you in, you know, whatever While state you're running, in? All yeah. these game variables, exactly. Um, so we needed source that could reflect that that system and bird's eye view of the the sound design approach on infected was compared to the first game is for this one we really really wanted to be reactive to the animations the second game used what's called motion matching which is like this crazy programmatic approach to animation where all all the animations are in little chunks and they're programmatically determined by the input for the player so it's this really detailed you know gorgeous looking animation system that we needed to react to and the way we did that was, you know, conceptualizing and putting murmuration that just this loop always on the character because we couldn't tag, you know, in the first game, they tagged all the, you know, exertions, breathing, all that kind of stuff because the animations were more long, you know, they're longer and, and uh, um, they weren't broken up in little bits. So tagging was out of the question on this game. So we had to react to that and we came up with the murmuration concept, which mm-hmm. ended up being very successful for for motion matching. That's terrific. And if you want, we can we can play this next clip here and we can go over the murmuration kind of in, in, in the breathing system in, in more depth. Sure. Wow, both this murmuration system you created, this this breathing, especially when you're playing the game, is so immersive. It, I mean, it feels like she's in the room with me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, that's a massive credit to Naughty Dog, because um, like I mentioned before, Naughty Dog's engine is extraordinary, and so many talented people have been building on it for so long. Um, and so, you know, I was able to work with, uh, Jonathan Lanier, their, uh, basically their lead programmer for audio there, as well as, uh, Eli Omernick, who was, uh, um, basically my kind of right-hand man on, uh, uh, the, the actual heart rate, um, variable, like he built heart rate in code and then just basically gave me 
uh, a surface level script that I could edit all the uh, values for heart rate and how it how it behaves, how it works, depending on you know because I I was the one that determined like how how many seconds does it take for heart rate to increase from like this value to this value. So basically, meaning like, well, how long do you want to hear Ellie's exertions ramp up? Does she get really exhausted after ten seconds when she's sprinting in combat, or after thirty seconds? Right. What's so that was me. Rate? Yeah, that was me just like massaging that data. But and then uh, of course uh, Keith, who animated all the facial. That's what's so cool about Naughty Dog is it's kind of like sky's the limit to where when you start working, you're like, Oh my gosh, like the tools are so good. The engine's so good. Like everything is so seamless. Like I feel like I can just kind of fly and do whatever I need to do to make an awesome experience. But then you start to go, wait, what if like, you know, cause I built this really cool, um, you know, breathing thing. Like right, what if, breathing system. what if, uh, what if this can talk to animation? Like what if, uh, each little chunk of sound, which each, each little, uh, bit of audio, is an exhale into an inhale. That's all it is. And so what if each of those, right when it starts, sends like a ping to the engine saying, play this breath. Oh, th- now this breath is playing. So pl- play this breath. And so that happened, you know? So Eli uh, wrote this bit of code that made it so like when I send this specific uh, bit of data to the engine, it goes, oh, um, this many milliseconds long. So stretch this base animation or compress this gesture animation on the face, I believe. The animations would would stretch and compress based on the length of the audio clips. When it got lit up and I tested it for the first time, I was just like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this in a video game. This is so cool. And that's just a credit to, you know, it, it takes a person to go, can we do this? This is this is a really cool idea. Can we do it? And then it takes other people going, yes, we can. Like, and and then, you know, you, 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 you sell them on the idea and you're really excited. They get really excited. And then all this excitement kind of gets shared and, and it, it, you know, it sits with everyone and they all get really stoked together. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's truly a remarkable place to work and really gratifying. Is, the breathing system is like, that's the new, that's the new standard. I mean, that is incredible. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like fortunately and unfortunately it is the new bar for games is (laughs) you need, you need this very detailed breathing system. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because the reason I did it for last of us is because Ellie, Abby, all these characters are very human. They're very broken. Like when they run, they're going to sound awful because they're, as human as you can get they're they're beat up bruised um and that it really sells the experience like when you're running with ellie in combat and you see cuts in her face her clothes are tattered you see that she's beat up and now you're hearing that she's beat up and exhausted and and human but it's fun it's funny because you know now i'm on god of war and it's just like well is kratos ever like you know (laughs) when when does kratos get beat up he's a god i'm yeah. not sure he's ever tired is he tired yeah he's always... i mean does he even have like a heart that has a limit to hit his heart right. does he do cardio yeah you, you know like <laughs> i don't know man so it, to me it's very based on the game and last of us was the game to do this for mm-hmm. sure this was yeah. the game to go full bore make a, a, a detailed reactive system to uh, what's happening in the game and i think it worked out great uh it sounds like a lot of people you know really appreciated it and, and felt it that was my big biggest goal was to make sure people feel it but then when you talk about it you're like oh my god yeah i, I just thought I, that's maybe that's a reason why 
combat was so intense was because I was hearing Ellie just sound exhausted as you're sprinting to cover from like a dog run at you or something, you know, like. Yeah. And the, and the murmuration system itself has such a high level of detail and so much effort went into creating it. I just I'm blown away by how standalone it is. And really, you have to play The Last of Us to experience something at this quality level. It's genius. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's genius. Thank man. you. <laughs> so so um, when, <clears throat> when you talk about murmuration logic, that's what you're referring to when you're talking about that communication between uh, animation? Yeah. I mean, really, there's just two layers to all of this. It's uh, So the middleware uh, that we used on Last of Us is it's called Scream. And it's a proprietary middleware that uh, the TNT team, the, the tools and tech team at uh, Sony Interactive makes and manages and you know works on. Within Scream, you can have really, really robust scripting because that's that's the acronym for Scream. Scriptable is the S. So it's a, it's a, it's definitely a middleware for scripty, programmery brains. And I started delving deeper into Scream scripting and, and got pretty proficient to where. A lot of what I was doing, the dynamic, what's the word? Dyna- dynamicism? You know the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dynamicness yeah. of what you're, <laughs> what you're doing in game is from Scream. Because uh, what, what Eli did was pipe me literally just a, a value, just a number that I'm able to massage, which is the heart rate value. So it's just a, it's just a, a number 0 to 1.0. And I'm able to determine what is stealth state when you're not sprinting. And I set that to 0.7. It doesn't even matter, right? It's just data. Mm-hmm. And when I get that data in Scream, then I'm able to script around it and go like, oh, I'm in this this base state. Like my target heart rate is this, but my heart rate currently is a little bit higher than that. So one can assume that I am in stealth, but I'm sprinting now, you know? So now I'm able to play whatever breaths based on in the middleware, where does the sound landing? What sounds are we playing now? So all that's done in the middleware. So it's a techie thing. So I was able to flex a lot of tech muscles with this. Uh, And yeah, it was was just an absolute blast. Um, That's that's incredible. So ultimately, what are you recording? Are you recording one minute or one hour? What are you? Yeah. And that's that's a huge, huge uh, thanks to all the principal actors on Last of Us Two who uh, <laughs> who who dealt with me, who endured it, yeah. who who, who, who <laughs> dealt with breathing, doing ASMR for hours on end. Um, so yeah, with with the, with uh, Abby and Ellie, so Laura and Ashley, they kind of took the 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 brunt of this, where they had to do. I mean, I would I would say a couple hours, maybe. I don't know, six hours, maybe less of breathing stuff, like wow. throughout the whole production of Last of Us 2. And what, what was so cool is like uh, very early on, Mike Hurahan, who's brilliant, brilliant uh, dialogue designer at Naughty Dog, who kind of was like the, the heart and soul of, of breathing and started doing a lot of prototyping in Last of Us 2. So, uh, so he, you know, did a lot of stuff early on and was kind of the keeper of the keys on that. He recorded Ashley... Uh, you know, Ellie, uh, for many, many hours. So we had so much source with Ashley. And so then it was me kind of proofing out the system with Ashley stuff we already recorded. And then we were able to get more as we were like, oh, we actually need all this stuff, all this very bespoke content that is going to make the system, you know, way better. And we were, you know, I was like Frankensteining edits to 
to just integrate it to see if it works because there's this concept called catches where like after you're sprinting for a long amount of time and you stop it kind of like you know adds or releases out really quickly and sounds kind of like digital it's like oh that was weird she just stopped playing like the signal just went away right so we started this thing called the, the catch where like after she's sprinting she suddenly like exhales and catches her breath and then goes back into baseline breaths or exhausted breaths. So it, it's like a natural cutoff of when you stop sprinting. Right. But it's human. I want to, I want to replicate it, but I think my NVIDIA broadcast is going to cancel out any type of noisy exertion. <laughs> um, actually I could disable that. All right. Let me see if, so does this work? <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah, I can. All right, perfect. Yeah. So like the catches are this kind of thing where, you know, they're sprinting though. <laughs> so it's like this exertion that is like, you know, oh, I just stopped sprinting and now I'm, it's like a natural, you know, release to, yeah. to, uh, to a rhythm. And we found that worked really, really well, um, interactively in the engine. And so what was so great was we really nailed Ellie's, you know, murmuration. And then from then on, we knew, oh, we know exactly what we need with Laura. So we were able to really streamline Abby's um, uh, breathing sessions. And so that was great. So we completely got everything we needed. It sounded pretty one-to-one with Ellie's, you know, quality in terms of the murmuration uh, system stuff. So that was awesome. And then we got, um, of course, all the buddy characters. So all the, uh, uh, you know, I think there's like, eight buddies there's a lot of buddies in that game you know owen mel all of them right Mm -hmm. so then we uh then i worked with all those actors to get very basic murmuration because you know like uh all the buddies don't need that level of detail with stealth sprint stage one exhausted like all that you know crazy level of detail so we got a lot more basic stuff with them it was awesome that naughty dog kind of let me especially magid the dialogue lead let me kind of run with this whole thing and and they gave me the the keys to access all these actors because eventually like you know the thing at naughty dog is like when a good idea happens that's just it now like you have to do that and so there were times where like neil Druckmann was like are we going to get murmuration on this person i'm like (laughs) no but now we are because you just asked (laughs) right right yeah i bet everybody wants murmuration on every project but like you said it's really a specific tool for a specific job the cinematic quality of The Last of Us is undeniable. I mean, this is where you go all in on the grit and grime and realism. And, 100%. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you, I mean, when you start thinking about every game there is, you know, well, specifically like 3D action adventure, you start to go, you know, oh, would this game need it? Would this game need it? Um, you know, maybe this game would could use it, but not with uh, this level of detail. Maybe this game could use even more detail. You know, it's all right. very dependent on the game. Very, very early on, I think in Uncharted 4, there were thoughts about doing some kind of breathing system, but it never happened um, from what I from what I recall. But um, I mean, Uncharted in general, that's another that's another interesting one, because similar to God of War, it's just like, well, you know, Kratos is not going to get tired. He's a god. Nate's not going to get that tired because he's your hero. He's this he's Indiana Jones. Like, does Indiana Jones sound exhausted after fighting a dude next to like a, a prop engine you know like a helicopter or a you know a plane prop for 20 minutes like no he's, he's indie he's he's the hero he's unstoppable yeah even if he's like half dead he's gonna punch you and it's gonna make the craziest biggest sound on earth like he's 
he's you know he's a hyper real hero so nate it's it's a similar thing where nate is it's it's funny because like uh on uncharted 4 we started to see the humanity and, and imperfections in nate with you know his his marriage to elaine or elena sorry i've been watching a lot elena. of seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> breathing in this way in the last of us way where you really hear just people injured exhausted beat yeah probably didn't need to happen you know like even mm-hmm. so say there's a world where naughty dog makes another uncharted i'm not sure that this system would merit that game you know like i'm not right. sure that that it would need it yeah murmuration stuff it is always it, it brings a whole nother level of seriousness a, a level of real drama yeah to that to that and and you know i think our chart is a little bit more fun you know <laughs> yeah exactly in that way yeah the, the stakes aren't as dire you know right 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 that Indiana like nate's Jones just play. gonna kill you know five thousand people every game and not blink an eye but like right. you know ellie kills a dog and everyone's weeping, right? You know, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's it's a, a hard, very, it's a it's hard, a, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Nathan, Nathan Drake rips hundreds of 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 parents, hu- husbands, dads away from their families. Yeah, no one bats an eye. <laughs> yeah. Ellie kills a dog, and everyone's just crying. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. Joker meme loses their mind. <laughs> Uh, um, can we play uh, something here from Uncharted that kind of lends itself more to the adventure stuff, which is like the explosions and that and that big uh, um, kind of uh, destruction, right? All the destruction. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just awesome Bo your work is awesome it's just awesome uh, Thank you. So, so I, I wanted to the reason why I like this this clip is because it, it kind of does an overarching kind of two questions I have first question is this destruction of concrete bullet hits dialogue breaths and then the water hit when that water hits with all that weight now you're underwater and now you've got to turn all the sound design into this muffled universe uh, that eventually comes out. Um, how how is that how is that done in in your mind at first, and then practically in application? Yeah, I mean everything being in you know being a game, it's all based on well, where's the camera? Is the camera locked? Is this truly an interactive moment, or is it a, a movie? Um, because it's a you know games are movies when it's a cinematic where the camera's locked because you can just edit it lin- linearly because there's no way to change the the you know the camera right right so this scene is actually a good one to kind of showcase that here's a moment where it's just a, it's just a movie so you know do some like five one sound of what you're seeing all this rock shattering or, or whatever um, and it's actually very filmic because this is a case, a lot of these moments, especially when uh, Chloe grabs that last rock and then, you know, they both fall into the, 
that water way below together. That's a moment where it's just like, all right, there's dialogue that they're, they're saying things. It's, it's my job to make sure that the sound is impactful. It's, it sounds like, you know, there, there's a stake, like, like there are stakes, like, Hey, this is about to collapse under you look out. Oh, danger, danger. It's falling, but making room for all the dialogue, you know, like yeah, making sure that understand it and it's gotta be crisp. Yeah. Like it can't, you know, it, it, it has to push the narrative forward. It can't take over the dialogue or, or take over the, the moment. You have to punch in at various little beats. Mm. So like, you know, to be a little surgical, you know, there are times where maybe there's not much sound when maybe, you know, uh, Chloe's sliding down because she's, she's talking to Nadine in that little beat. But then right when, you know, this big visual hit happens of like the whole thing falling, then that's when a moment where I come in with a big punchy, you know, rock grown slam kind of thing, you know? Right, right. Um, so it's like coming in at choice beats and making sure like, is this supporting the story? Is this supporting the narrative? Is it kind of fighting anything? Is it fighting the dialogue, the music? Like, you know, sound always just needs to come in and support. It should never should never really take over in, in a way that detracts from the experience of the story, you know, mm, especially yeah. for, for a, a naughty dog title that is very filmic inherently, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uncharted. They're making the movie now, right? The movie. <laughs> they awesome. are, they are. And, uh, and I have a, I have a quick question about this because uh, Uncharted is, is now a movie. Um, and uh, the last of us is now a, a television series. Are you involved in those things? Do they consult you? Like, oh my god, this you know, um, this sound design was amazing. You know, we got. I so I, I have heard murmurings of certain folks getting contacted about certain sounds, but not, uh, not in a way that's like we're working on it. Like we are not, you know, right, right, right. Um, you know, we are not working on the the. Uh, uh, in terms of sound design, like actually us doing sound design on these projects, no. Right. Okay, um, so not of like... course that would be a blast, but <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Yeah, the, you know, the union is a whole deal. Like we are, you know, for the most part, we are not in any form of uh, union or uh, IATSE or any anything like that. Any of those things. Okay. All right. Let's take a listen to the siege engine collapsing, the war rig cracking in two and a piece of it falling into the ocean in Destiny 2. Guardian down. I, I definitely have fond memories of the, of this guy. So yeah, internally this was called the, the war rig, I believe. And mm -hmm. uh, as you can imagine, a lot of folks uh, on the raids team went out to watch uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and then they got back and were, were like, "Ooh, let's let's make something Mad Maxy for this raid." Right. So, so there's that. Um, but yeah, this was super super fun to work on. Um, and this was another case where it was just like, "Hey, uh, you know, my boss David Henry, uh, current audio head of audio at, at Bungie, just like, hey, can I work on this? This looks fun." And you know, 
by then I guess I built up enough trust to be like, all right, Bo, go, go rock it. So it was a very, you know, ambitious thing for me at the time and a, a very fun, uh, 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 you know, piece to work on. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, specifically regarding the question about like scale and whatnot, that's, that's an interesting one because, uh, you know, how, yeah, how do you exemplify weight and, and size from that distance? And, and distance is an interesting concept in destiny because, and I mean, this is an interesting concept in general because the player usually is going to be like, all right, cool. I beat it. Give me my loot. And then I'm going to keep going forward. I'm not even going to look at this thing. So it was very hard to find this clip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Because someone actually sat and stared at the set piece happening, you know? Um, But yeah, I would say that, uh, kind of the the big concepts of you being this far you know hundreds potentially hundreds of meters away from that thing is one make it so that there is no fall off because if there is fall off then you know the the volume might uh uh, get lower as you go away and i don't want that i want this to you know fill up the acoustic space in this environment as far as you can Cause this is oh, a huge event. Like huge some, event. you need to, you need to hear this and look at this. Cause this is, you just beat this thing. You know, this is a payoff in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is without fall off and, you know, air absorption and all this kind of, all these parameters that make a sound sound less impressive from a distance, you know, I'm turning off obst- probably, I think I've turned off obstruction, occlusion, all, all sorts of parameters so that whatever sound I do, it's just completely crystal clear in your face so that means that i needed to bake in uh perspective and distance into my actual print from from the sounds i created right Mm -hmm. so of course that means a lot of relying on a lot of low end and and you know dipping highs you know high shelfing a lot of high end because you're not going to hear you know detailed high end from this distance um and yeah this was actually i mean I feel like I've used this sound on everything, but I, or everything, you know, that ha- that needs some weight that has metal. But uh, I think way back in 2015, I recorded my dad's really old junky Ford F-150 that had just the gnarliest suspension sounds. <laughs> and so I was just pushing it back and forth. Um, and it just made like, you know, this rhythmic kind of gr- just gross sound that when you slow it down, it sounds like a, like the beefiest whale you can imagine. It's this gnarly, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, and it sounded so bassy and so natural and uh, tonal, iconic, that I just use it on everything. Um, use it wow. a ton on, on pretty much every game I worked on. And uh, so, yeah, when you when you listen to the moment right before it hits the water, you hear that groan and that groan, I feel like, uh, just adds so much. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I mean, and that's it. Like uh, some processing, not too much, but that's, that's the sound of that car slowed down. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful, it's a very emotive sound as well. Um, it feels like the, the machine is dying. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and, and what is, and you know, and it sounds like, which is hilarious to discover that it's an actual kind of old machine that you're recording and exactly. like a dying machine <laughs> like yeah. it, that, that you use it for, for something like this. It, 
it does. It adds it adds an emotion. It adds an emotion to it. It's wild. Yeah, and like, good lord, I can't emphasize this enough, but uh, the I feel like there's so much power in natural recordings, which is why I would I would say above plugins, synthesizers, I would invest in a, just a good microphone because you know the, the natural acoustic world has so many gold nuggets out there. You know where you record something and then you bring it back and all you need to do is just slow it down or speed it up. And it's, it's, it's just a magical thing, you know? And that's a, that's a very old trick that was started in the thirties, I think with King Kong, you know, the sound designer on King Kong would, he was the, the, the first one to really reverse sounds, reverse animal sounds, layer sounds, you know, to create that, those vocals. And then, of course, Ben Burt was a huge fan of, of his and, and, you know, did what he did, which is also relatively simple for the time in, in the 70s, which is just reverse, slow down, pitch up. Like they're simple concepts, but with certain, you know, organic recorded source, it could just it's 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 an amazing thing. Like, you know, the in uh, what is Yoda's planet? Dagobah. Dagobah. <laughs> so like, you know, on Dagobah all those weird alien you know wildlife you hear when there's like a you know just a establishing shot of, of the of the landscape you hear the these sounds that are i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure just slowed down birds bird you know <laughs> certain birds when you slow right. them down bake them in verb give them perspective it's just welcome to an alien planet like it's that simple wow. so i would yeah i would say organic source slowed down or sped up that that'll get you so far you know <laughs> to, to create so something true. that's really unique and interesting. Well, that's so amazing. And I think that everyone, especially people that are getting into sound and getting into these, um, these jobs or, or considering a career in it, th- those are some of the biggest uh, tips. Those are some of the biggest tips you can give them. That's, that's great. You know, not relying on that digital, the digital library. Um, yeah. I mean, plugins, you know, plugins are helpful, but um, you know, what are you processing? What signal are you processing? Like that's, that's everything. It's it's like baking. Like, you know, the, the base has to be good. That's right. It doesn't matter if the sprinkles, (laughs) the garnish is, is the, you know, amazing. Like the base has to have weights, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, in this, uh, in this industry, do you feel like, do you feel like you're exactly where you want to be as a, as a sound designer? You feel like that, or are you are you trying to uh, climb in different, you know, branching out, reaching out to different departments? You're going to try something else, or you feel like? Sound are you designers? are you asking? Am I a ladder climber? No. no. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I. Because uh, let I'm me at- tell you, <laughs> this industry. No, I'm just curious if there's any aspirations for making your own solo game or opening up a studio somewhere, or perhaps jumping to a different field entirely. You know, not related to sound. Let me preface by saying I want to do sound for the rest of my life for sure. Right. Um. But to what capacity, I, I feel like that's always changing, you know, because like I mentioned before, we have people on our team that are just programming t- uh, tools and, and pipelines. And personally, I want to I want to start taking programming classes because I've never uh, had the opportunity to do any computer science minors, especially at, a, at an art school and being in games like that's the quote unquote game audio ninja is the person that is creatively a monster and then 
tech wise, programmer wise can like, you know, build tools from scratch. Like they're, that's the person that's just like, wow, you are a rare breed. Like there really aren't many of those people and uh, their value is just immense because, you know, we work, we literally work on software. We are at, at the base base level. We are software developers making mm. a piece of software. So with computer science under your belt, that's huge you know yeah 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 so even if it's just scripting or actual like you know c programming so i i would say yeah i could see a world where maybe i shift uh like i'm still doing sound design but maybe you know maybe i do a little bit more like programming stuff that would be fun if i ever get there um but overall no i'm just i'm just doing sound man <laughs> I, I love, love sound <laughs> i love it i love it you know and i think I think that's kind of a, a long way to to say this kind of wonderful thought, which is, you know, we're all still learning, like even at your mm-hmm. level, which, you know, I consider to be just the top, top tier of sound design. You know, I mean, <laughs> the stuff you've done, Bo, it, we've just talked about so much of it, but there's so much that we haven't talked about that's, that's that, that you've created and done. Um, it, it is really just just an amazing contribution to the video game history you know what i mean and 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 to hear that you're like yeah i still want to try some things i still want to you know work in these circles i still want to learn stuff it's just um it's an it's inspiring you know thank you bud uh yeah i i mean that's that's kind of the thing uh, is you're never you you never know it all like no one knows it all and especially in games and specifically here at playstation where you know, after this project, I'm going to hop on a project that I'm going to know nothing about. I'm not going to understand how their engine works. I'm not going to understand maybe their, their middleware as well as I would, you know, Wiser Scream for all I know if they use a different middleware. Who knows, right? Like, so uh, to do this job, specifically my job um, and, and what we do here at PlayStation, we have to be very humble because we do not know it all. We absolutely don't know it all. So it's about being okay with that, being humble, wanting to learn. I, the moment you stop learning is the moment where I feel like you're dead in the water. Right, right, right. Like where, where's the growth? Where's, where's, how does your brain get excited about things? If you're just, yeah. if you're done, no, oh, I, I know all I need to know. I'm just going to keep existing, doing the same thing, churning the same stuff. Like, no, um, man. <laughs> yeah you get out grow. there yeah, expand yeah grow yeah <laughs> oh wow that's great what a wonderful what a wonderful sentiment and um yeah, yes we know you can't talk about god of war ragnarok i, I mean, wish we could <laughs> you you are working on it so that so that yeah. tells me that it's going to be the greatest game to drop because <laughs> that i know the sound design is going to be killer just totally killer it's uh... I would say because of all the people surrounding me. <laughs> wow. That's 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 terrific. And, and and how how important is how important is teamwork to you? Is it I mean as opposed to an individual just like rocking it out themselves. I think for me it just has to be everything. I cuz like I said, I mean I guess I am a little bit of more of a if I was a dog I I guess I'm a more of a golden retriever, but uh <laughs> so I like energy. So right. sitting in this dead quiet room, creating, eventually team has to be a thing for me. You know, I, it's, it's so important to, to be able to go over to someone else's room, feel welcome, feel comfortable, feel empowered, having managers that feel that's the same thing. You know, I, I feel like I'm really taken care of. Um, they're, 
just all so, 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 so talented and uh, passionate. And they're all, you know, they're all in the same boat where they're not comfortable, comfortable being stagnant. They are all also wanting to grow, be better, learn from each other. Doesn't matter if you just started in the industry, you know, if you just got out of college four months ago, or you've been here for, you know, you're 20 year veteran, but it doesn't matter. Like everyone has their own experience and we're all very open to everybody. So yeah, team, I mean, you, as you know, you can't do anything by yourself. Like, you know, I can't make this game by myself and uh, anyone over there can't make the game by themselves. Like we all need each other and we all need to support each other to, to make the, the, the audio a reality on any game, especially when you're in a leadership position, it's more of like, uh, you have to be very open and very uh trusting and 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 you you have to find satisfaction in 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 other people's success when you when you're more of an individual it's just like yeah i did a good job but as you get more in a leadership position it's it's oh i'm satisfied because this person i was talking to is satisfied and did something cool after you know some some rounds of feedback like it's it's more about finding the success in others is is your success so mm-hmm. Yeah, team team is super important. The the culture is super important. We're all we're all here together. It's just you know hundreds of folks just making one piece of software. As I said, it's just one one game, one one thing. And you know we all we're all very invested and in, in we and we love what we're doing. So it's like a reflection of ourselves. And so we want to we want to honor ourselves and and others and and you know create something special. Special, yeah, that's the word for it. Um... Well, I think you have uh, throughout your career and, and you know, the upcoming things that you're doing, you have created some amazing things that have been very special to all of us gamers. I know me personally, I can attest to some great moments attributed to your work. So on behalf of myself and, you know, gamers everywhere, thank you. Thank you. On behalf thank of you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Of course. These special moments, they... They stick with us forever, you know, those core memories. And it uh, it reminds me to kind of ask you, do you have any any core sound memories, any any uh, game experiences that have stuck with you through the years? The one I can kind of pull off the top of my head is that when you open a chest in Zelda, when you open one of those treasure chests in Zelda, oh, man, you know, that, that sound is just, it's burned. Oh, yeah. Like that sounds like music, musical UI. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, feedback. Um, I mean, honestly, what I'm I'm thinking about right now, kind of going back to what I was saying about music and sound completely married is uh, Mario Odyssey. So like the, even the later Mario's, they, they're Nintendo, like they're so good at um, just making gameplay. Obviously Nintendo is gameplay is king. Like the gameplay is just perfect. Like the games, (laughs) I, I just find Nintendo incredible. Like their, their games are just, like that's a video game, totally. you know, it's, it's yeah. just, just pure game, no <laughs> narrative. Game. It's just, just a little bit of narrative, but it's, you know, it's, pure it feels game. so magical and good to, to play those games, but like the way they, they just have such a playful, incredible, fun way that they do sound. And uh, you know, like there are moments in Odyssey where music and sound are, are, are one. Um, I forget the, the area, but there's an area where like the footsteps are, cause you're in this like weird ethereal realm uh, when you get portaled into this one special area. And I think it's all glass or it's some material that's like also kind of ethereal. So the footsteps are very exotic and designy. And when every time you step, uh, the music 
like it's in, it's in the key of of the, the chord that's playing at the time you know yeah. So whatever the music's doing, the footsteps are playing those notes following the music, you know, like they're, and I remember hearing them being like, dude, come on. That's so cool that <laughs> that's they terrific. even like thought of doing that and put it in, you know? Yeah. Like, no, that's I guess for me, it's just like being surprised, you know? And that's, that's honestly, that's art. That's all of art is if you're, if you're pleasantly surprised, like, you know, sounds dumb, but like baking. You know, uh, if if you're pleasantly surprised from from cooking or baking, it's like, oh my god, when I cut into this cake, like there's a little surprise in them. Like just just being surprised, I feel like makes the human experience like just be. You're just happier immediately. So when something pleasantly surprises you, it just is so nice. So like a you know like a destiny gun that has, you know, uh, uh, like a really interesting sci-fi kind of tale to it that catches you off guard the first time you hear it but it's so perfect so pleasant so cool like that's a surprise you know yeah. that, that that you get elevated from and i think yeah nintendo are very good at, at pleasantly surprising you i mean i guess it's off topic but i, I did want to just shout out uh, uncharted 3's cargo plane scene because <laughs> yeah. that that was a moment in games where it's weird i don't know why but like i don't cry in media on like really sad things i cry on moments that i'm wow like where i'm wowed by a spectacle it's i don't know why i do that no (laughs) but like so like so like yeah like i was tearing up that's what it's it's awe you know yeah yeah god yeah i I was like tearing up when i was playing the cargo plane scene because i was just like they did this (laughs) how did they do this is incredible like i can't believe i was you know like I'm playing a game right now. <laughs> like, yeah, right. That, that, <laughs> the Uncharted series is so good because it doesn't feel like you're playing a game. It feels like you're playing a movie. You know, like it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, just the pacing, the rhythm, the everything was just it's so incredible. Yeah, I hope that <laughs> answered the question. Yeah, oh, it totally did. Well, that's that wraps us up here, bro. I really appreciate you you taking the extra amount of time and, and absolute about pleasure, Vlad. I love talking with you, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I, and I hope you have a great day. It's been it's been a real treat. Dude, you too. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. Chat soon, all right? All right? You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.